Each day, Samuel's dad carried an armload of books to his booth at the market in Utoxeter, England. But one day he was feeling too peaky to go to work, but he needed the cash. His son Samuel was old enough to substitute sell for him, so he asked Samuel to go to the market for him that day. And Samuel said no. That probably made for a cumbrous day around the house. Years later, his dad fell ill again, but this time he did not recover. In 1731, Samuel Johnson's dad died. Samuel was 22. He moved on and moved to London. In 1755, he compiled the Dictionary of the English Language. It wasn't the first, but it was the most widely used dictionary for 150 years until the Oxford English Dictionary came to town. Dr. Samuel Johnson was a smashing success, but he could never forget that day when he was a boy and his dad was a bookseller. That regret gnawed on his conscience like a termite on a two-by-four. But he couldn't ask his dad to forgive him. His dad had passed away. One rainy day, Dr. Johnson made his way back to the marketplace in Utoxeter, to the place where his dad's booth stood, and he stood in the pouring rain. For over an hour, without raising a bumper shoot to keep him dry, he stood as a sign of repentance for dishonoring his dad nearly 50 years earlier. The town was amazed that he remembered, much less cared, that he told his dad no a half century ago. But he did, and they remember his repentance. For years, each year, the town of Utoxeter has celebrated a ceremony called Johnson's Penance. They gather around the monument they built to remember the way he honored his dad, and they tell the story one more time. Good day to you, Simplify listeners. Happy Mother's Day to all you moms out there. You're listening to L.J. Harry, and you're listening to Honor on Simplify. We're still standing at the foot of the mountain as Moses reads off the Ten Commandments. So far, God has written, Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt make unto thee no graven images. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. And now, honor your father and your mother. That's the fifth word from God to us. And it's the first word that relates to our relationship with other people. Honor your father and your mother that your days may be long upon the land, which the Lord your God has given you. Exodus 20, verse 12. This commandment raises a lot of questions and a lot of eyebrows. Some thin and dark, some wiry and gray. How do I honor a mom or dad who doesn't honor God? How do I honor a mom or dad I don't know? Isn't a Sunday in May and a Sunday in June enough? Do I still honor my parents when I'm a parent? Does God expect me to honor parents who abused me, neglected me? Do I honor my parents after they're gone? What does it even mean to honor parents? Let's start with the last question. What does it mean to honor your father and your mother? It means to give them weight make them heavy. My daughters are welcome to fill up the freezer with frozen custard to try to make me heavy, but the Hebrew word for honor is weightier than that. To honor our father and mother is to regard them with high regard. When we are young, honor our parents by obeying them. And when we are old, honor our parents by taking care of them. Just 37 chapters into the history of humanity, we read the story of Joseph, a story written long before the Ten Commandments were written. Joseph had never heard of Charlton Heston. He just knew it was right to honor his father. His mother had already passed away, and it was just dad and 11 brothers. 
If any son had a right to dishonor his father, it was Joseph. Joseph's dad made it national news that Joseph was his favorite son. He even gave him a special multicolored coat so everybody could see from a kilometer away how much he loved his favorite. When you mix Joseph's special coat and his two dreams that his family would bow down to him, stir in eleven jealous brothers and toss in a pinch of hatred, you have a deadly recipe. Part of it was Jacob's fault. Joseph's brothers couldn't stand that multicolored coat because they knew it meant Jacob loved Joseph more than he loved them. One day, Jacob sent Joey out to check on his brothers, but he didn't tell him to help them. Just go out with your clipboard and camera, take photos, write down everything they're doing wrong, and bring it back. Come on, Jacob, don't do that to him. When his brothers saw him wearing that coat and carrying that clipboard, they jumped him, sold him, lied about him, forgot about him. But God was with Joseph and kept him from becoming bitter. God raised him to prime minister over all the land of Egypt. And when God saw fit to send Joseph's dad to be reunited with his long-lost son, my jaw drops when I see how much Joseph honored his father. When Jacob finally arrived in Egypt, this was Joseph's response to dear old dad. So Joseph made ready his chariot and went up to Goshen to meet his father Israel. And he presented himself to him and fell on his neck and wept on his neck a good while. Genesis 46 verse 29. Joseph was the prime minister. He could have sent a delegation to meet his father to give him a hut in the hood, or he could have sentenced his father to farm the fields until he fell over. But Joseph honored his father and offered him the finest land in all the land, the land of Goshen. And God honored Joseph for honoring his father. Honoring our father and mother means we obey them when we're young and care for them when we're older. Joseph obeyed his dad when he was young and cared for him when he was older. Maybe your story is Joseph's story, hopefully without the multicolored coat and prison sentence. Maybe your dad abused you, and I'm sorry if he did. Maybe your mom neglected you, and I'm sorry if she did. Maybe your mom did nothing when your dad abused you, and I'm sorry either one of them did. Maybe your dad walked out. I hope not. I hope you had the number one mom and the number one dad in the world. I hope they brag of having the number one son, number one daughter in the world. But even if you didn't, this commandment is not out of reach. You can still honor God by honoring them. Perhaps one of the greatest ways you can honor your parents is by forgiving them. Even if you've already buried them, forgive them. Your forgiveness won't make their wrongs right, but it will help set you free from unforgiveness. Unforgiveness is a wicked warden that locks you up while the prisoner who hurts you walks free. Sooner than later, you need to ask God for the courage to pray this prayer. God, I forgive them. Would you forgive them? It may be an unthinkably tough prayer to pray, but it's the right one. Honor your father and your mother that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God is giving you. This commandment is like the gift in the bottom of a cereal box. It comes with a promise. In fact, it's the only one of the ten that comes with a promise. When we honor our father and mother, God promised our days would be long on the earth. When Israel heard that for the first time, they were camped at the foot of the mountain in the middle of the desert, heading for the promised land. They were just about to trade in their walking shoes for house shoes. But in the back of their minds, they knew they were about to live in a land surrounded by other nations, possibly stronger than them, larger than them. Those nations might not take kindly to their new neighbors, and they might attack them. 
Maybe that's why God tacked on this little promise to the end of the fifth commandment as a promise for the nation and the individual. Higher than high walls, stronger than strong soldiers, honor would protect the nation because honor would protect the families. There were blessings for honor, but there were also consequences for dishonor. My pastor in my home church and I got along well, but we had a couple come-to-Jesus meetings in those early days when I moved from Florida to Ohio. I had my own plans, my own vision for what God wanted to do in Mount Vernon, but all of that changed one Tuesday in July. I was walking around the dining room table during devotion praying, and the Lord led me to pray this prayer. God, please give me a second man who will be as loyal to me then as I am to my pastor now. I prayed God would give me a second man one day, just like me that day. If I was stubborn, self-serving, self-seeking, I prayed for God to give me a stubborn, self-serving, self-seeking second man. And I must say, I thank God again and again for eight years in Mount Vernon. He gave me Gavin and Tasha Cole, who were fiercely faithful to us in the vision God had given me for Mount Vernon. My prayer was the proverbial parent's plea. I hope you have kids just like you one day. And so when I prayed that prayer, I decided I would be the second man to Brother Kramer that I would want a second man to be to me. This might be another tough prayer to pray, but it's right. God, let my children honor me as I honor my parents. But what about the tough cases? What about the parents who ask their kids to do wrong or keep their kids from doing right? What do we do in those cases? In two of Paul's letters, he commanded children to obey their parents. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment, with promise that it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth, Ephesians 6, verses 1 through 3. And Paul also wrote, Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing unto the Lord, Colossians 3, verse 20. In the first passage, Paul commanded children to obey their parents in the Lord. One translation reads, Children, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord. But the very next verse in both passages commands fathers not to provoke their children. Remember, Paul was speaking and writing to God's people. He wasn't writing to bar-hopping, night-clubbing parents. He was writing to spirit-filled, Jesus-name-baptized, born-again parents. It's difficult to tell a child how to honor parents who don't honor God. If a parent tells a child to take a sip of their beer, should they obey and take a drink? No. You can still honor without obeying. Show respect. Don't wear righteousness as a better-than-you badge. That's self-righteousness. But sadly, some Christian children pay a high price for living a Christian life in a non-Christian home, even though you may have to respectfully refuse when a parent orders you to sin. You can still refuse respectfully. Honor. Honor is a two-way street. Martin Luther said, spare the rod and spoil the child. But beside the rod, keep an apple to give him when he does well. In our day, I don't know if an apple would do the trick, but an apple watch might. These two Pauline passages, Ephesians 6 and Colossians 3, put the weight not only on the children to honor parents, but also on parents to nurture their children. The best way to ensure our children honor their parents is for parents to live and lead them honorably. There are children in your kids' church and teenagers in your youth group whose families are not in church. The fifth commandment doesn't call us to agree with our parents, but it does call us to honor them. 
Sometimes honor is a card on a holiday or a birthday like Mother's Day. I've seen the coffee mugs. I've done the math. I don't know how there could be 3.5 billion number one moms in the world, but apparently there are. I hope your parents are the best parents a child, young or grown, could ever ask for. But even if you can't make it two minutes without fighting, honor them by praying for them. The power of God through prayer can do what no other power can do. So today, on this Mother's Day, even if you don't have two dimes to form a duet to give to your mother as a gift, you can still give your mother the greatest gift she could ever ask for. Give her honor. And with that, let's pray. Let's pray that the Lord would help all of us to honor our parents, whether they're still with us or they've gone on already. And let's pray if somebody is needing to forgive. Let's pray for God to give us grace to forgive and ask God to forgive them. Lord Jesus, I thank you today for the the commandments you've given us. I thank you for all you have spoken to us. I do pray today you administer to those who are hearing this podcast. I pray God help all of us to honor our parents. Help us, Lord, if we have yet to show honor. Help us to start today to honor them, to respect them, to revere them. I do also pray, Lord, if those parents have hurt us or abused or neglected, help us to forgive them. And I ask you, Lord, to forgive them as well. Set every one of us free from bitterness and resentment. God, heal every one of us from hurt. I pray you would work a miracle, a wonderful miracle, where you bind the hearts of children with their parents, whether young or or grown. I ask you to do this. God, work these wonderful miracles in our lives as we show honor and we give praise and thanks to you as parents help us to live honorably, to nurture and love and lead our children. In the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks so much, Simplify listeners. Subscribe, share, like, follow. Let anybody know about this podcast who may need to hear it, especially one on a subject like this one. If they need to hear it, would you please share it with them and say, hey, I think this might bless you. Also head over to PentecostalPublishing.com. You can pick up the book, 10 Words, that where most of this content came from, but there's much more in the chapter on honor. In fact, there's a story, a wonderful story about a young lady named Rosen Othman. The great story about a young lady who lived an honorable life even when her parents disagreed with her choices about faith. All of that is in that book. You can pick that up at PentecostalPublishing.com and you can use promo code SIMPLIFY and receive 10% off your entire order. It's a one-time use promo code. If you've used it before, I'm sorry, can't use it again. Also, you can get Simplify the Devotional that launched this podcast and some other wonderful resources there at PentecostalPublishing.com. If you're in the Mount Vernon, Ohio area, you can pick it up, Simplify, and 10 Words, both signed at Paragraphs Bookstore, Charming Bookstore, the corner of South Main and East Ohio, or you could go to Audible and listen to 10 Words if you'd rather listen than read. You can pick that up there. So obviously, lots of options, lots of choices where you can get Simplify and 10 Words. Next week, We continue hearing what God told Moses to tell all of us, and our next commandment is do not kill. Obviously, very valuable. We're going to learn about that. Looking forward to sharing that with you next week, and always look forward to walking closer with Jesus as we walk through Simplify.